0: The shadows of storm and night, the mysteries of life and light, from unearthly peculiarities celestial and divine, to apparitions and transcendental signs, you're listening to To The
1: Spirit Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Spirit. I'm Beck, and I'm Steph. Hey, Steph.
0: Hey, Beck. <laughs> Sorry for the long pause. Welcome back. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I know you told the listeners that my dog had passed away, and what had happened is he was having just a routine thing; he was getting neutered, and he's had a history of uh, seizures, so he had a seizure during the procedure and the doctor tried to revive him and couldn't so it was very shocking it was like one of those things where it was a happy day I'm like oh I'm getting something done for him finally that he needed Mm -hmm. and I thought he's on his way to recovery yeah well like being you know like what everyone does for their pets you know yeah you know I thought it was a good thing there's a lot of guilt involved too because you feel like I shouldn't have done it what did I need to do that for Something was wrong. I mean, they yeah.
1: think that he had a tumor, right? They said
0: it could definitely could have been a brain tumor causing it, but they don't know, you know, but it's just usually he says that's what it is for oh, them. I'm just um, so sorry. It was hard to deal with. I still, I'm better, a lot better now as the week's gone by. I see little remnants of him. I'm find hairs Yeah, <laughs> still. I have to still like tacky roll my clothes because I'm like, where are all these hairs coming from still? So I have those little moments where I think about him and you know kind of chokes me up well losing a pet
1: as you know is just as bad as losing a family member because it is a
0: family yeah, member. yeah no he was like a best friend to me
1: yeah and you have that unconditional love coming from him mm-hmm. that's no longer there Did you know that there was another mystery monolith that appeared? No. Oh, boy. I sounded like a goat. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was in the Democratic Republic of Congo over the weekend. The past weekend. In Congo? Yeah. It caused such a stir that an angry mob actually swarmed the piece and destroyed it. It Just ripped it apart. Wow. I think people have had it up to here with these monoliths.
0: Well, Congo, they have such a diverse group of you know you got tribal type people you have christians you have muslims i'm guessing that they might be very spiritual and religious and superstitious it probably scared the crap out of them
1: well there were rumors that suggested it had some kind of nefarious origin and that it could have come from aliens people were particularly uneasy about the shape as one was it
0: the same shape that like three-sided thing It's a
1: triangle, and we often see that in documentaries about Freemasons or Illuminati. Mm -hmm. I think they were just kind of like, enough, and they tore it apart. I'm hearing the craziest sounds. Oh, it's my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) I got podcast kitty trying to break in, and then my stomach's saying, I want Korean. I want
0: (laughs) Korean. Oh, just to let everybody know, it's Becky's birthday.
1: It is. Yeah, it's my birthday, and we're celebrating with a buffet of Korean on my breakfast bar, just like I had uh, manifested weeks ago.
0: (laughs) It's the power of her brain. (laughs) Manifested Korean food, and lo and behold, it's going to be here today. It
1: is, even though my favorite restaurant is closed. But this could be your new favorite restaurant. It could be. You never know, except they don't do sushi, which is really annoying. It's really annoying. I was really looking forward to some sushi. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do we have today, Steph? It's all over the place. We're doing a paranormal news share today. We're just going to be going back and forth, sharing the information we've gathered. Now, it was supposed to be set for February, but my poor planning and probably the fact that I'm getting older and slightly demented forgot that there was only 28 days in the month. (laughs) And so this is now the March paranormal news share instead of the February one. So
0: I apologize for that. I found an article. It says Harvard astronomer argues that alien vessel paid us a visit. And I think he's talking about that big, long... That just appeared. This was recent. Yeah, it was recent. Yeah, He really believes so. It says, discovering there's intelligent life beyond our planet could be the most transformative event in human history. But what if scientists decided to collectively ignore evidence suggesting it already happened? That's the premise of a new book by a top astronomer who argues the simplest and best explanation for the highly unusual characteristics of an interstellar object that sped through our solar system in 2017—that was a longer than.
1: Oh, longer so the one I'm went.
0: talking about was the newer one that just happened. Avi Loeb, <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying his name right, says the evidence holds otherwise, and is convinced his peers in the scientific community are so consumed by groupthink that they're unwilling to wield Occam's razor. Mm-hmm. Loeb's stellar credentials. He was the longest serving chair of astronomy at Harvard. That's impressive. Has published hundreds of pioneering papers and has collaborated.
1: All right. So this guy's a scientist and he's yeah. basically saying what we all know, that there's yeah.
0: aliens and they're common. Well, this is the Umuamua. It's a Hawaiian word named Scout, but it means Oumuamua. you butcher butchering this one. Sorry, Hawaiians. I cannot say this. But it was like that long, slender, Mm -hmm. it looked like... They just had another one.
1: Another one? Yeah, just this past week.
0: I had no idea. Yes.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's happening, people. We are actually moving in to the times where the aliens are among us. And we will be walking hand in hand with these things. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll eat us all. We don't know. Let's talk about UFOs since we went there. Okay. Okay. This article came out on February 19th. And this was an odd moment during a French newscast. A UFO zipped through the sky behind the correspondent who was stationed in Moscow. The incident occurred during a broadcast from Russia. It was a very brief appearance of a fast-moving object. People did catch that anomaly zipping behind them. So they're just being brazen now. They're just coming right out and
0: getting caught on video. Pretty incredible. So our next story is from CNN. The title of the article is Hundreds of Coffins Fall into the Sea Following a Collapse of an Italian Cemetery.
1: When did this happen?
0: The article is February 23rd. So as I read along, maybe it'll reveal the day, but the article is February 23rd. Okay. A landslide on the Italian coast near Genoa caused the collapse of a cemetery Monday, leading to hundreds of coffins falling into the sea. The Camogli Cemetery built more than 100 years ago, is situated along an area of rocky seaside cliffs. Francesco Ol- <laughs> Olivari, the mayor of Camogli, called the collapse in an unimaginable catastrophe. It is estimated that 200 coffins had fallen, but only 10 have been recovered, which is really sad because these are people's loved ones. So they noticed cracks basically in the hillside, and then it was too late. Everything just started going in. So why did that fall exactly? I think it's on a coastline, and they they saw cracks. Uh, It says, On Saturday, maintenance being performed along the area of Fragile Coastline was abruptly stopped when workers noticed cracks in the rock. We were doing work on a portion of the rocky coast. It was close to the area that fell today. And some signs of fissures were seen. We decided to close the cemetery. They said they called officials at the Office of Civil Protection in Liguria to intervene and evaluate the situation. A team of geologists with the department is using drones to get a better sense of the damage and determine if there is danger of another landslide. There's a place down in New York City somewhere. I think it's an island where they've buried lots of people, like Mm -hmm. prisoners and unknowns, and they have the same issue. There's a lot of erosion, and they said there's, like, skeletons everywhere. It's really bad.
1: It happens, though. I mean, we have earth shifts and changes, and then things just break
0: apart. It's sad, though. I think that's why, like, in New York State, I don't know if this is the law across the United States, but you have to have a vault. They're expensive. You know, when you die, that's freaking expensive. But the vault is like a concrete... inside and i think that is supposed to at least if there's erosion there's not going to be bodies coming up to the surface
1: we're kind of landlocked in a way even though we have lakes surrounding but places like florida and louisiana like peninsulas they have to bury their dead above they're vaulted too but they end up breaking free eroding and floating around yeah i have a weird one erie doll altar found in england a woman walking through a wooded area in England stumbled upon a rather unsettling scene in the form of an eerie collection of baby dolls that had been fastened. Well, let's just say nailed to the trees as a part of what appeared to be a makeshift altar. Whoa. This eerie discovery was reportedly made last month as the witness who opted not to reveal her name, perhaps for fear of running afoul whoever crafted the chilling display was visiting an infamous forested area known as Canuck chase, happy to be escaping her house. For a respite from the strict coronavirus lockdown currently enacted in England, the woman set out exploring a spot which was once the grounds of a hospital that had been in operation about a century ago and later served as a temporary village of sorts for miners. Now an abandoned patch of wilderness, whatever creepy vibes may have been in the air were undoubtedly compounded by the strange scene which the woman found. As I dug through the undergrowth, I saw these dolls, she recalled. They were in some sort of order. Their dresses were all raggedy and they were all tied and nailed to the trees. Fortunately, for those who appreciate the footage of this nightmarish scene, the woman managed to film a bit of the bizarre altar, which consisted of several of the toys seemingly arranged in a circle around a snow-covered board that sported candles atop of it.
0: Oh my god. I thought it was just one. Mm -mm. That's awful. It's so
1: scary. I can't stand dolls. You throw in some altars and candles and rituals,
0: and I'm like, okay, enough. I would lose my mind if I saw that. I'd be like, run! <laughs> oh, my God. So this one is uh, it's from Vice News, and the title of this article is called Professor Parents Arrested After Sacrificing Their Kids. The Indian couple allegedly used dumbbells as murder weapons. Despite their academic backgrounds, both claim their children will return from the dead. Police have arrested a couple in the southern Indian state of Andhra Pradesh for allegedly killing their two daughters as part of an occult ritual. According to news reports, the police found Padmaja and Purushatem Naidu in their home at around 8 p.m. on Sunday, January 24th. They had allegedly stabbed their daughters with a trident— I don't what know where they the got a trident. <laughs> where they got a trident from, <laughs> and then bludgeoned them to death with dumbbells. Oh my God! So violent. I well, what drives me nuts always when you hear stories like this is that these are their children, and they—I don't know—just like killing your kids. It's like so traumatizing. In addition to the sheer brutality of the crime, investigators were surprised to learn that the accused are both highly accomplished academics. While Purashatam, 55, has a doctorate in science and is a college professor, Padmaja, 50, is a mathematician and teaches in a school. The police told the media that Padmaja and (laughs) Purashatam believed they had special powers that could help them revive their dead daughters after 24 hours. Wait a
1: minute. So they're murdering their kids so that they could magically revive them?
0: Yeah. When the police entered their house, the couple told them, Give us time. Until the end of the night, we will bring them back. Their deceased elder daughter, 27, was employed at the Central Forest Research Institute in the central Indian city of Bhopal, while the younger one, 22, was training as a music academy under Indian music icon A.R. Rahman. Is he like the ramen noodle empire? <laughs> no, that that <laughs> comes from a different country. But here's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. They're older
1: kids, right? Well, they should know what their parents are up to and their beliefs. Wouldn't you think that they would have been able to battle them a little bit, like grab another trident and go at it? Like Trident battle? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm not talking about the gum. <laughs> Is there trident gum still? I think so. Oh my gosh. Do they still have double mint gum? Yeah. News reports state that the neighbors alerted the police when they heard loud screams from the house on the night of January 24th. Inside, the cops found ritual items strewn around the dead sisters, who were both naked. Yikes. According to police, Alakia was found in a room used for worship with a deep laceration on her forehead, while Sidevia was found in her bedroom. Their heads were bludgeoned with blunt weapon and they they were cracked open. According to police, the parents were found in a trance-like state. What the hell happened to these people? They must have just followed a belief system that was so bizarre that they just full-heartedly believed it. I mean, no one—it's not saying what it was, but it sounds uh, like it's obviously with their intelligence could not look at that and say. And say uh, it was there's crazy. no bringing them back. We'll end that one for that, now. That is so this goes on and
1: disturbing. On. Let's get into some weird animals. I'm going to start us off with a rat worm. And this was filmed in Thailand. A homeowner in Thailand was understandably horrified when he spotted a bizarre rat worm. It was a creature that was slithering up his bedroom wall. He says, I got goosebumps looking at that thing. I have no clue what it is. It looked like an alien.
0: He called it a rat worm? Yeah.
1: A worm and a rat. Despite, makes it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was aghast at his uninvited guest. Now, I just want to let you know that a British woman in 2018 spotted the same thing on her porch. It was scurrying along her porch. They're uncertain of what became of this creature. It was determined that the visitor was called a rat-tailed maggot, which is a type of
0: hoverfly larva. And let me go ahead and show Steph this picture. <laughs> okay. This is a maggot? Whoa, yeah, it looks like a mouse, kind of. Oh my gosh, Where, <laughs> what country is this in?
1: That one's in Thailand, but another lady oh in uh, England saw one as well. Okay, I well, I was it. walking home from a friend's house late at night, and I'm going down the street, and it was just street lights And I see this huge, like the size of my forearm. It was a slug. Wow. Sliming out of the grass onto the sidewalk and coming towards the street oh my god (laughs) and i had never seen anything like it in my life i literally thought it was an alien i remember grabbing a stick with my friend and poking it and i was petrified i was horrified that's big it was big and we don't know i I just called it a giant mutant slug never saw anything like that before i bet
0: you it was ancient i bet you just grew and grew and grew (laughs) and probably a thousand years old (laughs) back
1: from the jurassic park era (laughs)
0: That or it got it, it got in contact with too many weird chemicals and solve it.
1: So that was the rat tail worm. We talked about the weird slug I encountered.
0: Um, we have more. We have more animals to share. Well, speaking of worms, yeah. I came across this one. I'm like, is this appropriate? Because the picture says it all. Okay. If you could see the picture, you're just like, wow, this is so funny. Okay. Bizarre sea penis gets a rise out of social media i'll show you the picture oh, back. i've
1: seen i've seen that and it actually if you stroke that thing <laughs> no i'm not even kidding you have you seen what happens if you stroke it
0: what are they, what happens
1: it shoots out like this
0: webbing that looks like semen it's so weird it's like is this god's joke well it's like a people? sea cucumber right yeah yeah but there's all different varieties of these worms right i don't know if they're asexual like regular earthworms but they they shoot out eggs and semen they must be asexual so they have, you know, they they can reproduce on their own and it comes out the same spot that looks just like a penis head. So it looks like Oh yeah, that looks like a penis. A yeah.
1: a, a, a gray colored penis. You I keep saying up, penis.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's like those um what where's all the, the the things that are shaped like vaginas? They're all flowers, I think. Yeah. There's no <laughs> vagina sea creatures.
1: <laughs> that might actually be more horrifying and, you know, coming across <laughs> a swimming vagina. <laughs> I don't know. It's a tight race, folks. It's a tight race. (laughs) Steph, have you heard of a blue dog? An actual dog that's blue? Uh,
0: I've heard of dogs that have black. They're so black that they have a blue sheen to them in a way. Or gray. And they kind of
1: have a blueness to them. But these are stray dogs that are turned bright blue by pollution from chemical waste near a Russian factory. There's a pack of stray dogs that are believed to have been turned blue by pollution that have been spotted near a disused factory in Russia. The animal's strange coloring is thought to have been caused by chemical waste near an abandoned Soviet-era plant. Local authorities are heading to the area today to take the animals in for a checkup after the pictures surfaced. Do you have a picture? Oh, I got pictures, and this is insane.
0: It's like cotton candy
1: color. Scroll down a bit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God. Do you want one? I want one. I kind of. But I feel like it might. their radiation might pass along to That's us. That's true. Oh, there's a picture of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of those blue dogs? That is freaking amazing. They're like Smurf colors. They are. I'll post pictures of those folks so Holy you can see God, them. I've never. I've, that shocked me. <laughs> oh, my God. This is about a dog. Okay, great. Six-legged dog. This is from Fox News. Just, I don't know if we have to name all this stuff, but... Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt, right? Okay, Fox News. Six-legged dog survives birth and reported first. A miracle. A tough pup named Skipper is believed to be the first dog with six legs to be born alive, and she continues to thrive. Skipper is the Aussie and Collie mix recently made her debut at Neil Veterinary Hospital in Oklahoma City, born with six legs and two tails. Whoa. According to the birth announcement published Sunday, Skipper has congenital conjoining disorders, monocephalus, rocopagus, diabetes. These are some pretty latin <laughs> medical words that I'm going to just avoid. Just, just, just skip okay. over those. She has one head and one chest cavity, but two pelvic regions, two lower urinary tracts, two tails, and six legs, among other things, as a result of the rare disorder. Oh, it's
1: so sad. Yes. I think that might be more
0: sad than the blue dogs. Everyone loves unusual dogs. There's a GoFundMe for this dog. Yeah, it's probably going to need a lot of vet visits. Well, I can say this.
1: There are lots of animal mutations up on the board for this uh, news share because the next one I have is a fish with human teeth. I know about this fish. This article came out on February 18th. A Florida fisherman could not believe his eyes when he reeled in a catch and saw that it sported a mouthful of human-like teeth. The odd creature was reported by Paul Lore as he was fishing off the coast of Melbourne. As he sized up one particular catch, the man observed that the zebra-patterned creature was like a snapper-style fish. Very compact, but meaty. I don't know if I'd eat that, though. Uh, he was taken aback by what he saw. The teeth can only be described as human. But upon further inspection, you'll notice... They have rows of these teeth like a shark. Ultimately, he mused that it was one of the weirdest fish I have ever encountered. Just based off the appearance, as for the nature of the odd creature, Laura indicated that it's a sheep's head, a crustacean-eating fish that uses its unique set of teeth to crack open the shells of his prey. Want to see it? I know what they look like, but I
0: would like to see it. Okay. I've seen this before. (laughs) Yep, looks looks just like a little kid's teeth. teeth, yeah. But there's rows of them. He's like, I'll let you go because I don't want you, You're Nope, freak. <laughs> nope, <laughs> throw them back. <laughs> back in the 90s, I remember there was a headline in our local newspaper because someone was fishing in Onondaga Creek and caught a piranha. Really? Yeah, they said most likely someone dumped their pet. That's great. And it was about 15 inches long. Which is humongous. It's like a big, giant bass. I
1: don't like piranhas.
0: No. you have any more strange animals? Yes. You'll love this one, Becky. Okay, I know I'm ready. You're love this. I'm ready. This is from AP News. What's that, Associated Press? Yes. Venomous spiders prompt temporary Michigan library shutdown.
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: They need to burn the library down. <laughs> <laughs> Becky hates spiders, like she cannot handle, and she ha- always ends up with spider bites out of nowhere. They come to me. It's weird how the things you're afraid of seem to be attracted to you. It's, it's true. Really they scary. They smell the fear. They smell the fear.
1: <laughs> okay, so go ahead.
0: They're like this little tiny thing is like, we can take over that big person. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Staff at University of Michigan Library temporarily closed the building after three venomous spiders turned up in a basement storage area. The Mediterranean Recluse Spiders were found in late January in the Shapiro Undergraduate Library on the school's Ann Arbor campus. The library reopened Tuesday after being closed Sunday and treated Monday for spiders. Okay. <laughs> the i got understand something
1: this is in Michigan <clears throat> yeah. So and these know.
0: are Mediterranean spiders Mediterranean recluse which how we have hell, brown recluse here how the
1: hell did they get here
0: I don't know maybe like uh, you know foreign exchange student or something I, I am not know. going to the Mediterranean now that I know this when I was in Italy which is you know a lot of Mediterranean over there I didn't have one weird encounter with an insect except mosquitoes which were a lot and no snakes, though they have venomous snakes. I see more stuff here in New York State than I've ever seen anywhere. I've been to South, not South America, Central America. Yeah. I thought I was. I thought monkeys were going to come out in front of me. I thought. <laughs> I thought I was going to see an anaconda right, right up live. Right. Nothing.
1: <laughs> this is horrifying. Can we get okay. through this?
0: The spiders were not in any public spaces. Said university spokeswoman, can't, how'd they find them then, if they're not in any public spaces? Right. And staff closed the building due to a misunderstanding and out of an abundance of caution. Bites by the spiders can cause problems ranging from minor skin irritation to tissue death. Oh, <laughs> yep. Everyone knows about the brown recluse that, well, like, that can go on for years. Oh it's my god, scary. it's terrible. I've seen huge giant holes in... I have I actually
1: know a guy that got bit on his back, and huge swaths of skin just started dying, and it's horrible. It's horrible.
0: Professor Anne Danielson-Francois, who identifies an adult male spider that was caught in a glue trap at the library. Like, how did they trap a spider in a glue trap? Did they... What What was the attraction that they had to put in that trap? <laughs> For the matter... They did put like, a little bit we... of baklava on there? <laughs> The Mediterranean little tiny slice of pizza yeah. they really work towards get stuck Some in the glass. <laughs> it was the Baba Ganoush, it was the ba- it's always the Baba Ganoush. <laughs> so, this is by the New York Post. It says, Exorcist insists a demon is using woman's terrifying cat as a puppet. Poor kitty! I know. Look at the cat, it's a scary cat, it's got big eyes that have like glowing circle rings. But it's kind of sad what's happening to her because she's being picked on by someone who says he's an exorcist and he can see it, that it's possessed. But she's trying to explain. It's (laughs) cat-shaming. An alleged exorcist warned a Wisconsin woman that her creepy-looking kitty appeared to be possessed by a demon and should be imprisoned and prayed over. This comes after the fright-inducing feline went viral online for its nightmarish appearance. I think he was trying to tell me that's why my cat is making all these crazy faces," said Green Bay's Allison Calhagen, who was messaged by the so-called demon doctor after posting Facebook photos of Pixel, her two-year-old Cornish Rex. It's called a Cornish Rex. It means king of the corn. The corn. (laughs) The corn king. The corn king.
1: (laughs) I am the great cornhole. I don't know what
0: Cornish (laughs) means. (laughs) Intended to showcase the kitten's eloquence and refinement, the pics depict the skeletal looking pet staring at the camera with demonic yellow eyes while bearing fangs worthy of Dracula. Needless to say, the self proclaimed exorcist was quick to diagnose Pixel's supposed affliction when they messaged Calhagen. Here's another picture. Okay, you know, there's just some interesting looking animals. But it looks, and yeah, it looks interesting. Doesn't look possessive. No, I mean, look, there's some ugly
1: cats out there and dogs out there, like those Chinese crested dogs. Some people love them. I look at them and I want to run away. I don't want to touch a hairless animal that kind of... They're just odd looking because they don't yeah. have the fur. Like, that's the best part of the animals is the little fuzziness. It's like, oh. It's like their clothes. It, it's so beautiful. Some of the coloring and the patterns and
0: the like softness. Like blue colored dogs yeah. that look like cotton candy. Well, yes, I'd take a cotton candy dog. <laughs> so this is what the exorcist says. I said, I am an exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a cloud behind your cat. It's a demon. They wrote of the bat-eared cat explaining that it was using Hagen's cat as a puppet. So basically, he's just a demon puppet, this cat. Well, what exactly is this demon puppet going to do? I don't know. Don't know. They claim that the evil entity was practicing by possessing Pixel's face because it doesn't know how to use your cat's body. What? So this guy sounds as crazy as uh, I don't know what you'd well, want to call Well, it
1: came it. from the New York Post, right? Yeah. Yeah. They paper. always have the most hilarious stories. I mean, they were the ones that rode up squirrels that were attacking the neighborhood. What if I told you that there has been quite a few new Bigfoot stories? Really? Yeah. I think we're really coming into it between the mutated animals and the bigfoots. Bigfeet? Bigfoots?
0: I think people call them bigfoots because we call them bigfoot. It's like its own word. But, right, but what is a flock of bigfoots? <laughs> Well, Bigfoot was spotted in
1: Northern California. A law enforcement officer in Northern California claims to have recently spotted what he believes was a Bigfoot resting on the side of the road like Harry and the Hendersons. The intriguing sighting is said to have occurred on January 23rd as Rick Bates was driving home from Oregon. He rounded a sweeping right-hand turn and he saw a figure on the southbound shoulder of the highway. It was a curious figure. It appeared to be lying on the pavement on its right side. Making the odd scene even weirder, he estimated that the body would stand about seven feet tall if it were upright. Although the figure seemed to be shaped like a human, Bates was certain it was not a person and observed that it sported broad shoulders. I thought you were going to say it sported a bra. Considerable musculature and a coat of fur that was chocolate brown and very coarse, which he said was very much unlike that of a bear. Alas, after passing the eyebrow-raising oddity on the side of the road, Bates turned around to get a better look at it, but it had vanished. As an avid hunter and fisherman, I spent a lot of time in the woods. Is that, that's a southern draw, but okay. He ultimately concluded, I spent every summer camping in the area as a kid. I have never seen anything like I saw this evening. Bigfoot's in Cali. But Bigfoot tracks oh, wow. were found in New York State. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Now, this is a month Where later. in New York State? So we're jumping to coast to coast here. Bigfoot is making his rounds. Well, so. he could
0: probably walk across the United States in two weeks because they're so big. Yeah, his strides. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, an interesting set of photographs from New York State shows what appears to be a trail of tracks that were left behind in the snow, and some suspect that they could have come from a Sasquatch. A Squatch stuff, A Squatch. <laughs> the Facebook group, Bigfoot Researchers of uh, the Hudson Valley posted the intriguing images earlier this week and explained that they had been discovered for a few days prior in the village of Pauling. Have you heard of Pauling, New York? No, I've heard of the Hudson Valley, but... Yeah, me too. Hudson Valley ballers. Shout out. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> the person sharing these images indicated that whatever created these tracks seemed to have a six foot stride and a close-up photograph of a potential print suggests that this creature possessed an approximately 15 inch foot. As one might imagine, response to the pictures have been mixed with some of the members of the group theorizing that the markings were made by an animal such as a rabbit or a squirrel bounding across the snow. Meanwhile, others argued that the tracks were from famed Bigfoot. Hudson Valley is no stranger to high strangeness, as the area boasts a long history of bizarre UFO events. Last summer was the site of the Wild Report, wherein a woman claimed to have encountered an aggressive squatch.
0: <laughs> what did he do that was aggressive? <laughs> you know, it doesn't say. All animals that are wild, when you get close to them, I'll go into a park and there's a bunch of squirrels and then you just hear this, like... (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, that's an aggressive noise. Perfect (laughs) recreation. Those are the Squatch prints. What do you think? That's big. Now, my brother has size 13s and he's 6'4". If they're size... What was it? 15? Yeah. 16? It's not much bigger. It's like a big basketball player. True. (laughs) It could have been LeBron James was walking through the... (laughs) Yeah, with leaf-shaped print soles. It's a a Canadian Sasquatch. He got lost on here. He has two maple leaves stuck to his foot. (laughs) I'd be scared if I saw that, though, if I was out in the woods and I'm like, look at these strides. Close your eyes. One is an article from a website called Practical Ethics. It says, What if schizophrenics really are possessed by demons after all? Jeez, they're picking on everybody. (laughs) Leave the cat alone. He's okay. Well, I will give an example of like, it's a biblical person that Jesus helped. That had schizophrenia? He would like act wildly and throw himself in fires. And I've seen plenty of homeless mental people in this neighborhood that they do crazy things. I saw one the other day. He had a whole cart full of cans, like he was going to, you know, redeem all these, recycle the cans. And he was walking down a main route. There's cars going back and forth. And he was going against the cars with his big shopping cart full of cans and screaming out loud, Come and get me! (laughs) (laughs) And he was swearing at people and cars are driving by and beeping. And he's basically taunting them and saying, just run me over. I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah, But you think back a long time ago, when people didn't understand
1: mental illness,
0: illness, they might have associated it with demonic. But if someone modern is saying, all right, maybe there's no more explanation for this, but this. But I'll just read a little bit of it, because I'm sure it's pretty lengthy. Sure. Of course, it's a journal of religion and health. And most priests that are exorcists are trained in some sort of... Like, they don't just jump to conclusions. Well, psychology... Or- they have some psychology that they have to take. Schizophrenia is a devastating chronic mental condition often characterized by auditory hallucinations. I wouldn't... Why? I don't understand why they use the word auditory and hallucination afterwards. When a hallucination is a visual, right? No, I'm, you can hear things that aren't there. Yeah, but... That's but, auditory. Okay, I'm just trying to look at the words. But okay. anyways, <laughs> since it is difficult to make sense of these hallucinations... Earmarks invites us to consider the possibility of a demonic world. Demons, he tells us, are intelligent and unseen creatures that occupy a parallel world to that of mankind. They have an ability to possess and take over the minds and bodies of humans, in which case, demonic possession can manifest with a range of bizarre behaviors which could be interpreted as a number of different psychotic disorders. The lessons for schizophrenia that earmark draws from these observations are worth quoting in full. Common symptoms in schizophrenia and demonic possession, such as hallucinations and delusions, may be a result of the fact that demons in the vicinity of the brain might form the symptoms of schizophrenia. Delusions of schizophrenia, such as my feelings, and movements are controlled by others in a certain way, and they put thoughts in my head that are not mine. That, like, I've heard that with schizophrenics. Someone's putting thoughts in my head that are not mine. Mm-hmm. Maybe thoughts that stem from the effects of demons on the brain. In schizophrenia, the hallucination may be an auditory input also derived from demons, and the patient may hear these inputs not audible to the observer the hallucination in schizophrenia may therefore be an illusion. So basically they're going on and on about the similarities of schizophrenia and I always wondered
1: about multiple personality disorder because I've watched quite a few things with DID dissociative. What I've noticed is there's like these characters, right? That Mm -hmm. come out. And some of these characters that are inside of these people are so vastly different. Like some of them have accents, they're children. Mm -hmm. I've always questioned, is that a form of possession are there different spirits that are residing within this person or is it just traumatic things that have happened to this person to cause this trauma for them to have these different representatives that kind of guard this person
0: someone can have mental illness plus be possessed and they've come across this so the really clear thing with possession usually is one supernatural things that happen that you cannot explain and there are some very unusual stuff that happens That would never happen with someone that's just mentally ill. And the other thing is the repulsion of God, religion. They usually cannot tolerate the name of God or anything that represents goodness
1: Hmm. whatsoever.
0: So that is usually the one defining thing, I think, that they can kind of, like, narrow it down. For instance, some people possessed have had excessive vomiting, and in the vomit there might be some weird things in there that they can't explain. I've read a book on this, and... There's been reports that this happened in Italy of someone vomiting, and then they went through the the vomit and found this little chunk of it looked like a piece of meat with a horn sticking out of it. And they touched it and it opened up and turned into a huge, beautiful silk rainbowish colored cloth. What? Yes. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but that the, these are just documented, you know things that a lot of them will cough up nails and weird things. Sometimes little animals, like this one priest said that there was uh, vomited up all these little tiny frogs. And when he went to go collect the frogs, they were jumping around the room. He picked one up and it like kind of disintegrated in his hand. Weird. So those are, to me, more clear signs of possession. But I don't doubt that these poor people that do have mental illness, it's not their fault, because of their disturbed behavior can be tormented even more. I feel incredibly terrible terribly bad i feel like they're gonna when we when we all get to heaven these people are gonna have a high place because they had to suffer so much in this lifetime that is pretty bad yeah speaking of
1: demonic and scary and all that stuff toddler pulled under bed by a ghost as dad captures creepy footage have you seen this
0: no the dad somehow got this footage oh, yeah.
1: yeah so footage from a camera in a baby's bedroom shows a little girl playing at the end of her bed at 11 37 p.m when something chilling happens A dad captured the terrifying moment he claims his toddler was pulled under the bed by a ghost. Footage from a baby camera in the bedroom shows a little girl playing at the end of her bed at 11.37 p.m. when something chilling happens. In the clip, the tot can be seen getting off the bed before walking over to the end where the pillow is before crawling beneath it. But all of a sudden, she becomes panicked and begins to cry and calls, Mommy! Mommy! as her legs disappear from the view. The clip was uploaded to TikTok by at JoshDean0222 with the caption, my daughter is being pulled under the bed. Wife thinks she crawled, but she was pulled by something. I'm going to let you see this footage.
0: Okay. Maybe that that song is part of the problem. <laughs> All right. She's crawling underneath. I don't know if it looked like she was being dragged. It looked like she was crawling underneath the bed. It did, but the fact that she started going, my, yeah. way, like something
1: was under there, and there was a quick slide at one yeah,
0: point. Yeah, I saw that.
1: My opinion is either she did one swift pull of her body to get her under that bed, mm-hmm. or something pulled her.
0: Well, the fact that she was a little terrified is kind of... What was that? What?
1: Did you hear the dude? No. Weird. <laughs> Okay. I heard a dude talk.
0: This is more for our really effed up times right now because of COVID. But I find this one kind of fascinating, and I'll explain why. So this is also another one from the New York Post, which is kind of like, it's weird. They have some legitimate news, but then some of it is very tabloid. Irish nuns caught flouting COVID restrictions to attend an exorcism. So when I was reading this, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's a person. If someone is really in danger Mm -hmm. and they need help, you should just do what you got to do. Right. Avoid the COVID rules or whatever they were. Yeah. But it was actually a building they were trying to exercise. They joined with a priest and they were upset about the history of this building. A pair of Irish nuns were busted, violating coronavirus pandemic restrictions to attend an exorcism for Ireland's leaders. According to a report, Sister Irene Gibson and Sister Anne Marie traveled across the Emerald Isle to expunge supposed evil spirits of the president of Ireland and the nation's top lawmakers, according to the Irish Examiner. But their habits flouted lockdown measures, which banned residents from traveling more than five kilometers from their home, the paper reported. The December 8th exorcism. Now, just to point out, December 8th is a huge holy day in the Catholic Church. It's the Immaculate Conception. Okay. The December 8th exorcism expedition from Cork to Dublin was about 135 miles. Under Ireland's lockdown rules, no more than 15 people were permitted to assemble outdoors at the time. A video of the exorcism shows Father Giacomo Bellini. This is called the Splinter Group. They don't believe the Pope is the real Pope. They're very conspiracy theorist-type people. So um, Is that what
1: you're saying about these Irish people here? Yes.
0: These nuns do not belong to the Roman Catholic Church. They formed their own group, which makes sense that they... It's not to say that people should always listen to what the government tells you what to do, because we know the consequences of those (laughs) moves. Everyone should be free to do what they need to do. But these type of groups believe that they are above the law, basically. Which is, to me, typical. like, seeing this and knowing what they did. I think what they're trying to do is, you know, somewhat of a... It's a spiritual reality. Like, there's some evil going on in our governments, but there's a ton of evil going on in religion.
1: And there's evil going on in Ireland in this building. So why yeah. are they trying to do this to the building? What do we know about it?
0: That's what I was trying to figure out, <laughs> because... <laughs> it doesn't tell you? A video of the exorcism shows Father Giacomo Bellini of the Splinter Group, the Society of St. Pius Resistance spraying holy water on an irish government building while praying for satan to leave this place the sisters of the carmelite sisters of the holy face of jesus had previously been convicted of violating planning regulations while setting up a religious retreat according to the examiner they were reportedly ordered out of their compound over the breach so there's a gofundme site for these nuns because basically the government ordered them out of their residence and now they've raised nearly a hundred thousand dollars, which blows my mind. Maybe we don't know. Maybe they are like I think that they're battlers. Good. Yeah, no, I think that they're good. I think they understand the reality of evil and where most of the world doesn't. But I think that going around and I am I all know. down for the
1: warrior nuns. All yeah. right, if they know something's up, they're taking it into their own hands. They're okay. not
0: going to the Vatican. They're taking it into their <laughs> own hands and they're and I, battling. I actually, I'll have to say I'll applaud them for that. Yeah. Because I think certain things need to be done. Yeah. I'm not putting them down because I'm saying that they're a sponsor group. But it's just to try to explain that there's groups out there that call themselves Catholic in a way that they are. They do everything that, you know, they look and act and do everything like a Catholic nun, but they refuse to adhere to the Pope. Maybe that's a good thing, Steph. Maybe it's like a privatized hybrid group that actually represents actual goodness but to me it's like okay we look at the church and the pope and all this over the centuries and we think that's something wrong you know like we, you can see things that are wrong then when another group forms because they see the things that are wrong then they end up repeating the same errors you know i just look at it as why do people keep <laughs> doing the same things over and over again and people are people we're all got problems they figure why you know think oh i'm gonna create the perfect church well, you maybe know maybe they're just fed up with
1: pope No,
0: but this is the problem is they say, we're going to make the perfect church. There's no such thing.
1: Family in Zimbabwe tormented by mysterious, invisible stone thrower. This was February 25th. A family in Zimbabwe say that their lives have been torn asunder by a mystery, invisible force that keeps pelting their home with stones. The bizarre case is unfolding in a town of Gwanda. Their residence has become a target of an unseen menace. It has been happening for a while now. The stones are thrown on the roof, she lamented. At first, we thought it was thieves or someone making fun of us. Until now, when the stones have become so rampant that we even get these attacks during the day. The family turned to their neighbors in hopes that they could figure out who or what was behind the harassment. But a search from the area from which the stones seemed to be emanating failed to produce the perpetrator. Meanwhile, the rain of rocks continued unabated raising concerns in the community, especially since those who helped this family had become targets of the mystery tormentor. Conceding that they initially thought that the situation was a joke, one resident became convinced when a huge pebble missed his leg. Since the source of the stone throwing could not be found, and it seemingly only increased its barrage, despite being the target of a fairly serious search, many people of the community had begun to speculate that the matter could be supernatural in nature. We just saw stones being thrown, but we didn't see the person throwing them. These are goblins, I tell you. While skeptical observers might scoff at such a suggestion, goblins are frequently suspected of causing all manners of mischief in Zimbabwe, where a dwarf-like entity known as the Tikoloshi
0: <laughs> strikes funny? a
1: fear in the hearts of people who believe they've run afoul of it. In the past year alone, the creatures have been blamed for a series of deaths at a cursed bridge, and were credited with terrifying a pair of police officers. However, the troubles faced by the Zhao family may not be necessarily the work of a tikolashi, as the stone-throwing sounds eerily similar to several poltergeist cases from the past.
0: Never seen a goblin. Of course I've heard of poltergeist, but it's weird that there's basically definitions, like a goblin is kind of similar to a poltergeist, and it's weird how across the whole world... People have these similar experiences and they have like these little people that they see or whatever
1: they are. Trolls, goblins, leprechauns, fairies, sprites. They're out there stuff.
0: I think that they are. There's just probably creatures that are interdimensional that exist and people see them. This is another article from the New York Post. Five percent have had a near death experience and they say it made life worth living. Those are my favorite YouTube like searches sometimes NDEs. Are... Yes, I love them because they're so inspirational. They make you feel like you shouldn't be afraid of death. You know, most of them are positive experiences. There are some people that have had hell type experiences, and you understand why because they'll say my life was pretty bad, but then they were saved, and I think it's God showing them like this is where you're headed. He was saving. He tries. I think God tries to save every person. About fifty years ago, Doctor Bruce Grayson was eating pasta in the hospital cafeteria when His beeper went off. Startled, he dropped his fork and left a drop of spaghetti sauce on his tie. Grayson, (laughs) a psychiatrist, was urgently needed in the ER to treat a college student who had overdosed. With no time to change his dirty tie, he grabbed a white lab coat and buttoned it up to hide the stain. In the ER, he found the student unconscious on a gurney, her breathing slow but regular. He called her name Holly and tried to rouse her, but she did not stir. Grayson left Holly and met her roommate, Susan, at the end of the hall in the lounge. Unbuttoning his coat, he sat down and asked Susan to recount everything that had happened, and she's probably like, is that a stain on your tie? (laughs) (laughs) The next morning, Grayson returned to work at the hospital. Though Holly was awake, she was also groggy, her eyes closed. Grayson leaned in. Holly, I'm Dr. Grayson, he said. Holly stirred. I remembered you from last night, she mumbled. Grayson was confused. I didn't know you could see me, he said.
1: She said, no, I couldn't, but I could smell that pasta <laughs> sauce on your tie.
0: <laughs> she was not in my room, Holly muttered. I saw you talking with Susan sitting on the couch. Suddenly, Holly opened her eyes, looked Grayson in the face and added, you were wearing a striped tie that had a red stain on it. Why well, you must have had a big... Tomato sauce stain on that time. Ridiculous. Okay, Grayson was shocked. What, he said? Holly went on to recount Grayson's conversation with her roommate and nailed every detail. My immediate reaction was almost terror. This can't be happening, Grayson told the Post. After a few days, I thought this couldn't have happened. It must be some trick that people played on me. The encounter, however, continued to gnaw at him. Grayson began studying the so-called near-death experiences, NDEs, From a scientific standpoint, collecting hundreds of stories from those who've had them, he discovered that Holly's experience was not unique and that many people who survived the jaws of death report strange out-of-body experiences. I wish more doctors did that. I know, I'm glad that it triggered him to look, because most would just, like, slough that off.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Since meeting Holly, Grayson has published hundreds of academic papers and co-founded the International Association for Near-Death Studies. His search for answers is chronicled in his new book, After, A Doctor Explores What Near-Death Experience Reveal About Life and Beyond.
1: I've got a skeptical Scottish man that's seeking funds to send a flat earther to a trip to space. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what needs to happen. Let's send these flat earthers up. <laughs> I think Elon Musk should jump in on this. Yes. I think
0: he should put them all in a rocket and let them go. They won't be convinced. That's all I'm going to tell you. They're going to go,
1: this is all a 3D image program. We didn't even <laughs> leave the station. Dead woman in Argentina discovered alive seconds before scheduled cremation. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: and a it's wild, like my worst nightmare. Right, it to it say really it. is. Oh, my God.
1: And a wild story out of Argentina, a daughter mourning the loss of her mother was stunned to discover that the ailing senior was still alive mere seconds before she was set to be cremated. The shocking turn of events reportedly took place in the city of Restesencia, where the unnamed 89-year-old woman had been hospitalized for a few days. Upon visiting the facility one morning, her daughter was informed that she had sadly passed away from heart failure and was handed a death certificate, stating as such. The woman's body was then handed over to a funeral home, where she was set to be cremated following memorial service. However... As the daughter was saying what she thought was her final goodbye to her mother and workers prepared the conveyor belt, which would send the remains into the incinerator, she suddenly noticed that the corpse was displaying signs of life. The astounded woman quickly alerted personnel at the crematorium and managed to save her mother from a truly nightmarish demise. The undead woman was subsequently brought back to the hospital where she is currently in the intensive care unit. And as one might imagine, her daughter is not too thrilled with the clinic, which declared her mother deceased, lambasting them for their malpractice and reporting the situation to the authorities, who now say they plan to conduct a full investigation into the matter to determine how such a massive
0: miscue could have happened. That would be... everybody's worst nightmare
1: death by fire
0: and that's like the worst death too because you start feeling hot and then it's it's excruciating pain and then you're living through excruciating pain until you finally i just it seems like the worst torture you can do to a person totally so this is my last news story that i have to share okay and when i found this i thought this was gonna be an amazing story mm-hmm. because it says one of the most haunted places in Matawan, New Jersey. And it's, a, it's like a bed and breakfast or some sort of place. I start reading along. It says, we hear about haunted houses all the time. But do they really exist? And if they do, which ones are the most haunted? Haunted houses come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> and often don't look like the haunted mansion at Disney World. Many times they appear like ordinary homes that could be in your neighborhood or on your street. This article is about a Jersey Shore home that has a spooky past. It's the Burroughs Mansion in Mataram monmouth county i became interested in taking a trip to the mansion after seeing it featured on an episode of ghost nation on travel channel (laughs) if you remember steve gonzalves from the show was on with me and talked ghost hunting and connections to new jersey maybe this location is what steve was referring to the burroughs mansion was built in 1723 making it almost 300 years old which is old Mm -hmm. for the united states Major John Burroughs decided to buy the property in 1769 in 1776 British troops attacked the Burroughs mansion however he was not there his wife Margaret held the British at bay imagine a woman she's holding the British at bay like what is she doing to keep them like they're afraid they have like bayonets and what is she armed with so teen <laughs>
1: Knitting needles. Yeah, you know, she's
0: got her crochet needle. She's, like, <laughs> tossing them at them. like. Wah-choo. His wife Margaret held the British at bay for a while until they stormed into the home. Mrs. Burroughs was struck by a soldier's sword, which the wound eventually led to her death. Legend says that Mrs. Burroughs' spirit haunts the home, and many have said they have seen and heard things in the home. I had a chance to drive up and get photos from the outside. Currently, I believe there are no tours being given inside quite a sight seeing the 300 year old mansion in person and wondering if i'd see mrs burroughs in a window guarding her home from the british okay that's the end of the story what that's it who would say this is the one of the most haunted places in new jersey i got drawn into this story yeah yeah they there is it nothing up. no photos no story no personal stories of hauntings this person wasted my time. They, and I just want to tell them right now, you wasted my time. You're a time waster. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasted everybody's time telling them this. And I know that they're waiting for something exciting, but there is nothing. Just you're like You're a time experienced- waster
1: and an in turn, we're time wasters. So thanks a lot for that. <laughs> now, I have a cautionary tale for you. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> Worcestershire. Brad Guthier. Detailed bizarre experience in a facebook post he went to bed on monday he was listening to some music that's what i do go to bed you know put your earbuds in he woke up on tuesday shoveled snow for about an hour and then went inside to take a sip of water but then the liquid wouldn't go down and he had to lean over and drain it from his throat he also noticed he was missing one of his two wireless earbuds which he said typically he uses falling asleep With your son suggested that perhaps his father had swallowed the earbud, which is exactly what an x ray at a local emergency clinic revealed. The small plastic device was lodged in his lower esophagus. Mm. So he said he never experienced more than some minor discomfort, but he wanted to share his experience to caution others don't sleep with your wireless earbuds in. I do every (laughs) night too. Now I'm afraid I'm going to wake up and I have eaten it somehow. And Steph, you know, I have to say, we got a comment on one of our videos recently. We had a comment, once again, funny speculations. Funny speculations?
0: Yeah. Well, well we're not speculating. We're just reporting other people's, you know, right. experiences. So but... I just wanted to put a disclaimer out there. Yeah.
1: The research that we gather. This is you us having news. a conversation. Right. We're bringing and you in. people are
0: listening. Yeah.
1: And, and I realize there's going to be... All sorts of comments coming at us, you know, and emails
0: and things like that. And, and we're we're not asking you to believe any of it. It's just stuff that fascinates us. And we are saying it on the podcast. Right. And anyone who wants to listen can listen.
1: And we have guests on. And those guests share their experiences. Again, you don't have to believe it. Sometimes we don't believe it. But we're sharing with you the news that we come across, the articles that we come across, the research that we do. So... Was it speculative? Maybe. Yeah. I (laughs) I mean, the only speculations I was making, and maybe he's referring to this, was, oh, it had to be Bigfoot or aliens.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's just a way of analyzing things. We believe in a lot of things that the mainstream doesn't, which we acknowledge. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, there's some unexplainable things out there. I don't think you can explain everything with science or whatever. You know, you have to Mm -hmm. think outside. Yeah, you have to speculate. Yeah. and
1: It's all about having fun.
0: It's to us having fun. I mean, we enjoy these conversations. You take
1: it so serious, it's going to be a really scary life you lead. Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: we wouldn't be sleeping anymore. I know. Like, (laughs) it surprises me because we had the one comment from someone that you know about the the black eyed people, right? Yeah, scared the crap out of her. And she was terrified. But I've listened to this stuff a zillion times. It doesn't scare me for some reason. It's spooky. And there's at times where I've listened to it at night and thought, if someone knocked on your door yeah i would be if i started thinking about people are going to knock on my door i would be
1: you know that's what was happening to her she was alone and she just kept freaking out thinking someone was going to knock on her door yeah so she had to go right to one of our newer episodes (laughs) (laughs) so friends thanks for listening in on our march paranormal news share if you'd like to get a hold of us, email us at to the spiritpod at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And listen, don't go to sleep with the earbuds in your ears. Take them out. We don't want you to swallow them. Bye, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to the spirit. Podcast. Supernatural. Science. In- in- I'm ghost. Psychic.
1: Mystic. Spirit. Divine source. Heaven. The dead. Yeah
0: magic.